Welcome and thanks for listening to the Sports by Fry channel. My name is Fry and today I'm discussing everything AFL fantasy once again. Round 16 is in the books. Uh, weird round. Um, I didn't really fire. A lot of other coaches saw some huge scores. There were a lot of players that came to party as well. On Thursday during the uh, trade video with JLo, I flagged that I had a gut feeling that something was going to go wrong this week and then Sure enough, uh, when Brisbane and Carlton went to line up for their game, Cade Simpson wasn't in the park. Uh, for those uh, that tuned into Thursday's video, I traded Cade Simpson in this week over Dane Beams, which, uh, yeah, if you've seen the score of Dane Beams and the DMP from Simpson, you'll know that, that was a kick in the guts. But there was a lot of other fantasy stuff that happened uh, that I'm going to touch on. There were 21 other players on the large fries and coke that I'm going to analyse as well. A little bit of a background change this week um, for those who are watching on YouTube. So I apologise in advance if this light behind me uh, makes viewing hard. But yeah, if uh, you like this backdrop, let me know. I'll do the rest, a couple more videos uh, from this angle. You can comment below. Um, if you're listening on the pod, make sure you leave a rating and review. But enough of me talking crap. Let me dig into the large fries and coke and what exactly unfolded in round 16. As you can see, I just scraped over uh, 2,000 this week. I went down again. Um, I'm now just inside the top 20,000, for fuck's sake. I thought I was poised well. I thought I was ready to start climbing, but yeah, I just lack those real consistent Uber premiums. I've got a couple of guys. Sorry, let me rephrase. I've got like Gorn and Laird and Tom Mitchell, and I've got some good players, but yeah, as a whole team outfit, my team isn't really... Uh, Delivering. So let me dig in. Uh, Laird, Yo, and Lloyd, my top three defenders, all balled out, which was amazing to see. Unfortunately, as I said, Cade Simpson, uh, his DNP factored into my score, but I'm to get a nice 50-odd boost from Jolly Smith. Um, Luke Ryan's got to start lifting, or he could go very soon. Maya check, you know, you can't ask a lot more from a rookie. Um, they're going to get you around 30 to 50. Obviously, 30 is not going to cut it for someone on your field, but... I've only got myself to blame. Isaac Heaney's laid out probably forced me to field him and Sire. Um, I'm going to touch on my midfield now with them uh, clearly exposed. Lucky um, Neil, 59. What the hell, mate? I thought that with Fifey out of the side, we'd be seeing some big numbers, but it was against the Ds, and Dockers did get butt hurt, so he should rebound against Port Adelaide, but he's now averaging under 100, so... He better lift, or he's uh, he's definitely on the chopping block. So if he doesn't lift, he could he could be out along with Paddy Dangerfield. Um, it was nice to see Merrick get a nice 120. He hadn't uh, had many huge scores this year, so kudos, mate. Um, Tom Mitchell is my skipper. A little bit disappointing, but you know, close to 100, I can't really complain. Um, Lockie Whitfield was nice. I had to shift him into my midfield um, because, as I mentioned, Isaac Heaney was out, so he took up. A spot on my pine as Sire came onto my field. Um, I did have the option of fielding Paul Hearn, which in hindsight would have been a better choice, but it is what it is. Rucks, once again, did their thing. I um, don't think I'm going to worry about getting Brody Grundy with a lot of other issues around my ground. I think I'm just going to stick with Gorn and Martin for the rest of the year, but I could find myself in a luxurious position with one of the last two or three weeks. Um, that might change. Forwards were pretty solid. Even 60 from Guelphie as a rookie I'll take. Um, would have been nice if I had a Hearns 88 on the field uh, instead. But, you know, that's slim pickings. Um, yeah, 
solid, but considering the time of the year, I really wanted a big, big score. A lot of people are churning out, you know, two threes, two fours. So just getting over 2,000 doesn't really uh, satisfy me. So yes, the lack of uh, seriously big scores uh, held me just over 2,000. Um, like I said, not terrible, but for someone that wants to uh, make a reputation talking footy, you better, uh, better fix your team, Frizzy. Anyway, news that matters. Um, I don't think there's a lot of tribunal stuff. Oscar McInerney was really the only fantasy relevant guy who um, was on report, but he was a little forearm into the face of a Carlton bloke, so he probably won't face any uh, time on the sidelines. Sean Higgins copped a nice little tummy tap from a couple of Gold Coast Suns, so they'll be forced to open up their wallets. But with the exception of that, at the moment there's not a lot of other tribunal. There's not a lot of other tribunal news as I'm recording this, so. If something else breaks, then uh, sorry, didn't cover it. But yeah, things are all right. From the injury front, this week will be uh, a lot of eyes on Cade Simpson and Isaac Heaney. Um, both should play this week, but yeah, their statuses are obviously up in the air a little bit. Um, Heaney was, I think, training earlier in the week, but was a bit precautionary because the Swans and Geelong played on Thursday night. So he should be okay, along with Simo. But yeah, watch their status throughout this week. Couple of maybe draft injuries. If you own any of the Swans trio, uh, Dan Hannabury, Kieran Jack, or Jared McVeigh, then the three of them all suffered injuries that'll put their status next week in doubt. So make sure you stay glued to that news, as well as um, some stuff with Dan Butler from the Tigers, Lockie Hunter from the Bulldogs, and Weedering uh, from the Blues had a bit of a calf complaint. So if you own any of them in draft, or unfortunately in classic, then make sure you watch those guys' status this week. In the twos, George Hall and Smith had a massive game for Geelong's reserves, had about 42 touches. A um, couple of other big numbers, Blakey Akers had 33 as he came back from a groin complaint. Dom Tyson had 31 touches and a bunch of tackles for the Ds, and uh, Ryan Bastanak who's at the Lions now, he had another 36 touch game. So there were some big numbers out there. A lot of people will be watching Dylan Clark's status. He uh, had another solid game. He's still in a few classic teams, but Darcy Parrish, his VFL teammate, had a nice 39 touches. So it seems like he'd earn a recall first, but Clark still might be in the in the picture. So don't trade him out if you, unless you're desperate and you need the cash. I reckon he's worth just leaving on your pine. With the injuries mount at the Swans, Nick Newman and or, I'm going to butcher this, but Irishman Colin O'Royden, Royden, Royden, one of them, they both had 37 touches for the Swans too, so they could find themselves in the best 22 and make way for some of those injured dudes I already talked about. Plus threes, it's time for some awards. Dane Beams' huge 133 gives him uh, a nod this week. Um, like I mentioned, I was going to trade him in, but didn't. I'm not going to talk about what coulda, shoulda and would have been, but... Yeah, Beams was on fire this week, and look, I don't think these big scores are going to slow down. I've been talking about him for weeks, so if you want to get him, you won't regret it. Clayton Oliver from the D's is someone who's priced at a similar spot as uh, Beamer, and he's been putting up some big numbers. Uh, two scores over 130 in the last month from memory. Had a few blemishes, but yeah, he's another great target uh, you could look at this week. And talk about a return to form. Devin Smith, I... Uh, was all over him last week for a 60, and he rebounded strongly with a round high 150. So I really want to get him this week. Don't know if I can, but yeah, kudos to those that own David Smith. You would have happily seen his 150 sitting on your team this week. Negative threes, Geelong champ Gary Ablett is starting to look every bit his age. Um, he might have to be reduced to a wing or even a half forward and then half midfield type role. 
Um, please do that and then put danger more in the guts. But yeah, he's starting to look a little bit tired, a little bit slow. Time's catching up. And with Tim Kelly starting to ball out, he could see some more uh, low scores. So watch out, owners. Eddie Kerno, what the, no one saw this uh, terrible, what's the word, decline in uh, performance coming. Um, luckily, I dodged a bullet. I was going to trade in him or Yo after their round 12 buy and pick Yoey. So that was definitely the right move. But yeah, for those who uh, own Ed Kerno, I'm so sorry. Finally, Lockie Neal, like I talked about, you got to lift, mate. We need more. Um, against Port Adelaide, like I said, he should bounce back, but I'm a little bit nervous. Uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, we have nothing to worry about, and he's back to his triple-figure best this weekend. Noteworthy numbers. Uh, Isaac Heaney is probably the guy who will have the highest break-even out of all the fantasy-relevant dudes. McRae and a couple of other names have higher break-evens, but they're not going to play this week, so if Heaney makes his return, uh, then he's definitely due for a price decrease. Along with the likes of dudes I've already talked about, Ablett and Kerno after their terrible scores. Goes without saying that they're due for a dip in price slightly. And top six defender hopeful Jack Crisp is another one who owns a high break even. Popular rookies with low ones. Uh, the same popular three mainstream rookies. Brad Lynch from the Bulldogs. Bradley, uh, no, Braden, sorry, Sire. <laughs> Braden, Bradley, I'm pretty sure it's Braden. Sire from the Crows. <laughs> Shambles, let me start that again. Braden Sire from the Magpies. There you go. And uh, Quentin Narkle from the Cats. The three of them are probably going to be the most popular rookies to get in its team this week, and all of them own really low break-evens. Form player of the comp right now is Andrew Gaff. Uh, move over Josh Kelly and Tom Mitchell. There's another sheriff in town. Big Gaffy's uh, had back-to-back 40-touch games, I'm pretty sure. Stupid scores. Um, a guy that I'm sure every fantasy coach has said, oh, I should have pulled the trigger on him, but... We didn't, so if you do have him, take a bow. If you don't, get him in your team. Tom Mitchell and Josh Kelly are still, you know, putting up really good numbers, along with the likes of Brody Grundy and, in defence, Jake Lloyd. So, yeah, there's some big scores out there, but no one's topping Gaffy right now. So that leads into a little bit of trade talk. If you want to get Gaff into your side, there's nothing wrong with that. You can definitely do so. Um, if you've got the coin, I highly suggest it. If you don't have the money, though, you might want to look at Maybe chasing someone like Beams, who I already talked about, or even cheaper, you could try and target Matt Crouch. He looks to have shaken off his injury worries and seems to be back to his best. If you're really strapped for cash, then it might be time of the season to take a risk on Dusty. Even though he's down about 200k in price, I think, uh, yeah, he could, you know, average 90, 95 plus from here on out, so he's definitely worth a gamble. Again, I've already spoken about this three um, in no particular order. Lynch, Sire, and Narkel are the most popular rookie targets this week. Depending on where you need help, um, might dictate whether you go after Lynch or Sire slash Narkel. I think Sire's probably the popular pick over Narkel, but if Narkel holds his spot, he could be as a fine option. Trade outs. At this time of year, a lot of coaches uh, have no rookies on their field. Um, I'm pretty close to being in that position, and there's a lot of, uh, obviously, people ranked above me. So if you don't have rookies on your field, then upgrading underperforming premiums is a must. Ed Kerno fits that bill. Um, he's averaging under oh, around 80 for the last month. So sorry, mate, you've got to go. It's not good enough. I'm usually one to kind of back in those real Uber premiums like Kerno. So... He's probably the only one that I'd uh, look at trading who's worth a decent chunk of money. You know, guys like Robbie Gray or Jack Billing, someone that's dropped quite a bit in price already, I don't really consider in that threshold. So, yeah, stick, stick to your guns. Guys like Neil and Danger deserve another week, but, yeah, keep them on notice. A guy who's almost priced like a premium is uh, Bailey Fritch. 
He'll probably be moved on for a lot of people this week. And if he can get you, you know, Devin Smith or Justin Westhoff, someone like that, then by all means, pull the trigger. Cash generation is still important. And at this time of the year, there's a few blokes who've topped out. And like I said, there's a couple of options that we can look to downgrade them to. So if you've got nothing else to do, you could trade out Guelphie or Oscar McInerney to a basement Ruckman, or maybe even Ben Ronk, even if they're all sitting on your bench. Try and make some money so you can help your team in the long run. We are up to round 16. So 16, yeah, I, I swear to God every week I stuff up the number, but I'm 99% sure we're up to round 16. So finals are close, but there's still a decent chunk of the season left. So trades are still important. My two trades this week will probably stick to a popular upgrade and downgrade uh, manoeuvre. Now I'll look to either get rid of Rice out of my back line and turn him into Lynch, or maybe even get rid of Oscar McInerney to bring in Abbott. And then the second move will probably be Guelphy or Fritch out. Uh, if I go Guelphy, then I can probably get my hands on Dusty. He's the best uh, option with the price and the money that I've got saved. Or if I get rid of Fritter, then I can maybe get up to Devon Smith and save a little bit of coin. So that might be the smart play. Although if I'm looking at it from a one pair versus the other, I think that Fritch and Martin combo will outscore the potential Guelphy and Devon Smith combos. So yeah, watch this space, but that's what my moves are looking like this week. And that's a wrap for the round 16. Um, like I said on Twitter, unfortunately, JLo and I have been uh, stalled putting up the Sunday sit down. So it'll turn into a Monday sit down tomorrow. We haven't done a lot of uh, stuff about free agency. So we're going to do a massive, massive long podcast if you want to enjoy that. Otherwise, thank you for tuning in. Stay glued to sportsbyfry.com for more exciting articles. And of course, subscribe on YouTube and iTunes. Uh, give a rating and review if you enjoyed the show. But thanks for listening. Good luck in round 17. Until next time, peace. Peace.